all of you beautiful humans listening today. Welcome back. My name is Jenna and I am your host today for another wonderful episode of the Two Broads mini pods. Today it's it's just me so there's no Kayla in this podcast whether that means to you yay or nay who knows but regardless of how you're feeling I am going to make this a good one guys because I'm so excited about it. We are going to be talking about and shitting on the concept of airports okay i feel like all of us across the board understand that the airports are just not a socially acceptable place most of the time they are just a complete madhouse where anyone thinks they can act just like a freaking wild animal whether that means customer service or just being a gross icky human there's a lot of issues and i feel like because we all just go to airports because we literally have to to get on airplanes we just deal with it and we don't ever stop to think about all of the weird random shit and we just kind of like glance over it as like a eh, it'll be what it'll be you know but I don't like that and recently in my life in this season of my life I have been going to so many airports and getting on so many planes I know big shocker Jenna going somewhere Jenna with a life crazy concept I know it's even foreign to me but really guys like in the last I want to say four months I have been probably on like eight different planes so it's like what two planes a month and that is just crazy especially considering we're living in like a current pandemic world you know I mean we we got COVID we got the pox going around and uh it's just you know I don't recommend going to airports as frequently as I have okay I'm not over here preaching the gospel travel as you please still be smart be a good human don't be icky and gross um and do as I say not as I do so With that disclaimer in mind, I just want to walk you through a couple of the most recent experiences I've had while being at different airports, because let me tell you, with each one, I thought it was going to be the worst airport flying experience of my life, Um, and then they just kept getting worse. So, you know, super great for me, uh, makes for awesome content for you, and uh, I've just been dying to tell you guys, so buckle up. I think they're freaking entertaining, at least if you want to laugh at my demise, so get ready. We're going to get into it. I'm going to get a quick water break and then I'll be right freaking back. Okay, now that we've had our water and I'm not literally fighting to get the words out of my mouth, we're going to start with my flight from DC back home. This was probably, oh gosh, I want to say like a month ago. And um, to be fair, a lot of the story is my fault, not necessarily the airlines, but just to give some backstory, I am definitely the kind of human where I like to be at the airport at least like an hour and a half before I am supposed to get on the actual plane, like before I'm supposed to board. I know sometimes that's crazy. Some people are like, Jenna, what the fuck? Why are you wanting to wait around at the airport? And that's not the case. Like, I don't want to wait around at the airport. I just do not want to miss my plane. And I am just like such an anxious human being that I'm just like, oh, they're going to bump it up and it's going to come early and they're going to leave without me. Or I'm going to have read the time wrong and it it would say like six o'clock and I will get there at 6.15. I don't know. I am just not rooting for myself a lot of the time. So I want to give myself as much time as possible to navigate the airport, to find my gate, check in if I'm checking a bag and then just have some time to chill 
maybe go get a coffee, maybe go get a little snacky snack. But point being, I like to be there early. Okay, I'm that kind of human being. If you disagree with me, we can fight later, but I like to be there early. Um, and in, in this case, I specifically liked to be at the airport early because I had never been to this airport before. Okay, so to set the scene, I went out to DC to go visit um, Taya, a good friend of mine. Her family was throwing like a big family party for a really special occasion. So I flew out for the weekend and then was coming home Sunday so I could have like half a day to chill before I had to go back to work on Monday, right? So super quick, barely two day trip, right? Well, you know, it's, it's the night of the party and her and her dad come up to me and it's like, okay, I know you have that super early flight tomorrow morning. What time do you need to get on the airplane? Like what time do you board? And I was like, oh, uh, let me freaking check because I don't remember. So I pull up my boarding pass on my freaking Apple wallet and it says that I'm supposed to be on this plane at 7.40 a.m. Okay, remember that really crucial time, 7.40 a.m. I'm supposed to be walking my little butt onto the plane to find my seat, right? That That's the timeline. So, you know, they mull it over, they consider traffic at that time and how far away the airport is. And again, I've never been to like this section of their town and city. Um, so I definitely had no parameters for how far the airport was, right? So I was just blindly, full faith, going on whatever the heck they were gonna tell me. So like, okay, go to bed, be ready to leave, all packed, ready to get in the car to drive to the airport. I think they said at like 6.15 or 6.30, right? So it's like a clear hour. Like, okay, I'm thinking the airport's probably like 15, 20 minutes away, whatever. And also don't shit on me for not remembering how far away the airport was because when I flew in and I got picked up from that airport, I was so tired, guys. I took a red eye to get there and I was a delirious human being when I got picked up. Like you could have asked me what my last name was and I literally wouldn't wouldn't have known. Like I could not have given you an answer. I was that exhausted. I genuinely don't know how I made it back to her house coherently without like tripping and falling flat on my face. I was exhausted. So all that being said, I had no freaking idea how far away this airport was. I was like, maybe it's like 15, 20 minutes because they said we have to leave at six something. Great, awesome, perfect. So we, we try to go to bed. Um, but as you know, when you are hanging out with your friends, sometimes you say, yeah, we're going to go to bed early. And the next thing you know, it's like 2.30 in the morning. Oops. So that's essentially what happened. Um, it's like 2.30 in the morning. We're like, oh shit, we really got to go to bed. So finally asleep, we wake up and I think we woke up at like 605, 6.10, right? So I'm like, oh crap, okay, I gotta rush, change my clothes, brush my teeth, pack my stuff, finish packing, make sure I'm not leaving anything, okay, and we're good. And we make it upstairs, we're getting to the car, a little bit behind schedule, but definitely not too bad, definitely manageable. So we're driving there, it's me and Taya in the backseat and her dad's driving, and we are, again, exhausted human beings. We're not paying much attention. My friend literally brought a blanket into the car, so she's like in the middle seat in the back. I'm leaning up against the window, we have this giant weighted blanket over us, like trying to get last ounces of sleep before I have to jump out of this, you know, car and, and go try to find my gate and get on an airplane. Um, so we're driving, we're driving, whatever. And I'm noticing that we're in the car for longer than I was mentally prepared to be in the car for. And I, I didn't think anything of it, you know, again, full faith in these humans. I trust them. We're not gonna, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. So we're driving and we're driving. And then I start to check my phone and I'm like, oh, it's definitely like 
10 and I'm supposed to be walking onto a plane at 7.40. Okay, that seems a little bit tight, but you know, the next exit's probably the airport. At this point, we're on the freeway. There's not a ton of traffic. You know, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. The next exit's gonna be for the airport. I'm about to get out of the car, whatever. So I'm like mentally prepared to open my eyes and get out of this car. And then that doesn't happen. We pass like three more exits. And I was like, man, you know, I I don't know where this airport is and I don't know how far away we are. But guys, again, I was so tired that at this point, I literally did not care. I was like, you know what? If I miss this flight, I can go back to bed. Like I literally do not care. Yes, it's gonna be annoying, but you know, I'll figure it out. Like it's still early in the day. Like I could catch a later flight today, I'm sure. We'll figure it the freak out, right? We're driving, we're driving. And I also still had a little bit of faith of like, you know, it's just gonna be the exact next exit. That's gonna be the one. Oh, not that one, the next one, for sure. Gotta be the next one. So this is my mentality. I'm exhausted, we're driving. And what brought me a great sense of comfort, hence the sarcasm here, um, is her dad looks down at the clock, looks back up at the road, kind of in the, the rear view mirror to talk to me. And he goes, hey, what time do you board again? And I go, 7.40. And then I look at my uh, time, my clock on my phone, and it's definitely 7.35. It is 7.35, we are still on the highway, freeway, highway, whatever the frick you wanna call it, not on an exit, not by the airport, and I'm definitely not getting out of the car, okay? Immediate panic, right? Across the car, immediate panic, they're like, oh crap, I don't know how we misread this, how we gauged this time so different. Like, it's not even like he was driving slow, like honestly, he was like one of the faster cars on the freeway. I, I genuinely don't know what happened. It must've just been like a miscalculation of how close we actually were to the airport, right? No worries, happens all the time. It was also very late when we were trying to figure it out and that's my bad. And the next thing I know, I tell him, you know, I, I board at 7.40 technically. And this man's, I'm telling you, he stomps on the gas, okay? We love it, we love the commitment. And we are flying down the highway, okay? Safely, safely, don't get me wrong here. We're not being reckless, but we are, Speeding, okay, Speedy Gonzalez, we are going down this road. And then, you know, we finally see the exit, we get off the exit, and I, thankfully, thankfully, it's a very quick transition from the exit off the freeway onto kind of like the airport, you know, traffic map situation, um, and then to departing flights. So very quick, you know, from point A to point B once you get off the freeway thankfully. So we're, we're pulling up. He's like, what, what airline are you flying? And I tell him the airline and I'm, you know, getting ready to jump out of the car. And he, he pulls up and he looks back at me and he goes, I'm not going to lie to you. You got to book it. Like you, you got to get there. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. To give you perspective, right? I don't have a ton on me. It's not like I had like a check-in bag and everything. I just had my backpack as my like personal item carry-on situation, but I'm definitely wearing Birkenstocks and not like tennis shoes or Converse. Okay. And if you have have a pair of Birkenstocks, you know that those things, yes, they're super comfy and they mold to your feet. Awesome. But they have like barely any traction. And if you like walk too fast or like you're trying to sprint, like those motherfuckers could fly off at any second if you're not careful. So here I am, I'm jumping out of this car, 
going across all the other cars and people trying to also get into the airport. I've never been here, guys, right? I have no idea which way I'm supposed to go. So as I'm like speed walking, jogging, whatever you want to call it, because y'all know me, I'm not a runner, okay? I don't run. We don't do that unless something's chasing me. We're not running, but I'm jogging at a fairly brisk pace, um, trying to read signs, trying to see everyone's going. I'm like, okay, check in, check in, check in, check in. Ah, security gates. Awesome. And so I book it down there, da, da, da. And I, you know, when you're walking up to security, right? And you can start to kind of see like the mass slow walk of everyone who's going to eventually be in the exact same line. You can kind of figure out like, okay, the lady in the red's going to be first. And like the man with that one kid is going to go next. And then, okay, I'm probably going to end up being behind this guy with a black suitcase, right? Like you can kind of like calculate who you're going to be by and what the order is going to be as you all start walking the same direction. So I'm mentally doing that in my mind, but remember I'm like briskly jogging and I'm very freaking late. I do not have time for any of these mother truckers. So I just make a straight beeline through everybody in my way and I was a complete asshole, okay? I know we've played Am I the Asshole? I was a complete asshole, a complete asshole trying to get into security. So I cut everybody off. I run through security. I'm like dodging all of the other people. I'm like going under the freaking like uh, ropes that they put to separate the lanes. I'm being a dick, okay? And finally, I get up to the front. I give him my, my ID, my passport. He checks me in, whatever. I'm going. And then I have to wait in the line behind people like waiting to get a bin to put their stuff in a bin. And there's a guy in front of me, okay, who's just like taking his sweet ass time. And I did not have time for it. And he was like being, trying to be polite and like wait and not crowd people to like go up and get a bin and bring it back to the conveyor belt. I said, fuck that. Okay. I straight up went around him, took like three bins, came back, put all my shit in there, walked straight up to the front of the line, cut so many people off and nobody questioned me or like yelled at me, which is a miracle. Um, so anyway, I run through security. Okay, great. Awesome. I get through, I get all my stuff. I put my Birkenstocks back on. I'm running through trying to find my gate and a freaking course. My gate is one of those where you have to take like a tram baby train to go get to that like gate group. Perfect. Awesome. Exactly what I need in this moment. Right? So I'm running, trying to find the entrance to this tram and it's not like a like a big like oh glass doors here's the big old tram very obvious it's like one singular white door that you have to open and you just like walk on to a train it's very weird I don't like the setup but anyway I'm like following people trying to find this train I get on the train I jump on and it's taking forever to leave and I'm sitting here texting my friend I was like dude I'm on this train it's not moving I don't know I, I might make it I might not make it I literally have no idea at this point it depends on if this tram freaking moves and of course the tram goes you know once we do actually get rolling the doors close and we start moving down, you know, the, the airport, whatever you want to call it, tarmac to try to take us over to the other side of the airport to get to the other gates. Of course, it's only driving like five miles an hour. Like this is not like a fast vehicle. It wasn't designed to like speed from one end to the other. So it's taking its sweet ass time. But eventually we get there, we park. I'm again, pushing through everyone to be one of the first people off this, trying to read the signs as I'm briskly jogging in my Birkenstocks with my backpack. And I'm like, okay, great. My, my gate is going to be up there, up those stairs slash escalators. And it's like a pretty steep set of stairs guys. Right? Like, and I'm already mentally preparing myself for like, am I going to have to cry? Am I going to have to like scream and throw a fit and be a Karen? Like I need to get on this plane. I did not 
act like a dick, act like a jerk to get all the way up here to not get on this plane. So I'm already like crafting a sob story in my mind, right? As I'm staring at this colossal set of stairs, because I also had no idea where my gate was once I climbed all of these stairs. I just knew I did not have time to wait at the bottom of this escalator with all the other people on top of me and no one was going to let me push through them on an escalator. So I'm going up these stairs, I'm going up these stairs and just got to get to the top, just got to get to the top. And thankfully, thankfully, by the good graciousness of God or the universe or whatever you believe in, all of the stars aligned. And as soon as I get to the top of these stairs, my gate is right there in front of my face. And they were just finishing my specific boarding group. Tell me that is not the most perfect timing for such a shitty situation and people ask me like I was telling I was like I'm on the plane I literally don't know how I got here like it was just a straight like you turn off all other thinking in your brain and your brain just goes survive do the things and it's just like autopilot like just gotta get there just gotta get there so eventually, you know, I did get up there. I'm like panting. I'm sweaty. I'm tired. Okay. Scanning my boarding pass, whatever, getting on the plane. And then I just got to sit there for six hours straight to come home and try to sleep. And the rest of the day I was miserable because I was so tired and the whole th- and it was such a debacle. And I was like, damn, that is absolutely the worst airport experience I've ever had. Right? Like it was so unprepared. It's not how I like to do things. I was not there early at all. And I had marked it in my history books as like this is the worst time at least for this year right this is the worst time I cannot even understand I have no idea how I was wrong but this last time I was at the airport guys so much worse okay we'll get into it give me another second I need a break but it was so much worse all right now this brings us into story number Okay, and this time I actually am going to shit on the airline because this was entirely the airline's fault. In this scenario, I did nothing wrong. Or maybe I did. You guys can tell me. But I'm still going to shit on the airline and I will name drop because I literally don't care. Backstory is that I went to Phoenix, great old grand old Phoenix where Miss Kayla Marie lives. And actually Kayla's already heard this story because she was literally part of it. But I went to Phoenix for a work trip. You know, I think it was like a three or four day trip. I honestly don't remember at this point. You know, it wasn't a, a crazy trip, nothing fun, right? And because it was a work trip, a lot of my um, stay there and like anything that I've booked, so like hotel, airlines, didn't actually get directly booked through me, right? So keep that in mind like I'm using like a company card or like a company um, like administrative person for their name on a lot of this stuff obviously like my airline ticket had my name on it but like the confirmation email and stuff wasn't necessarily my email so there's the context keep that in mind um, and then we'll we'll just set the scene so it's the end of my work trip right at this point I've already seen Kayla she came by and visited me and we had a little drinky drink at my hotel bar super sweet super kind and it's the next day and actually the funny story is Kayla was also headed to the airport the same day just like a couple hours behind me because she was coming back home to see her family So I was like, okay, cool. Like maybe I'll see you at the airport. Maybe not. Probably I'm going to be, you know, on the airport, you know, on the airplane before you even get to the airport. So it's the next day and, you know, I'm I'm leaving work. I'm saying bye to all the bosses and all everybody at my, you know, at my job. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to head to the airport because I like to be there early. So 
I left the office around two in the afternoon. Okay, and my flight didn't board, again, didn't board till like four, 4.30, right? So I got there two hours early. You know, this is an airport I knew, but I wanted to have some time, eat some lunch because I knew I wasn't going to get home till later. You know, take my sweet old time, chill hacks, charge my laptop, charge my phone, all, all that good stuff, right? I like to be there early. I'm an early birdie when it comes to the airports. So I leave the office. I get there. Nothing crazy. I'm sitting at my gate probably by like 3.30. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm calling some friends and I'm, you know, charging my devices, playing Pokemon Go because I'm doing that again, just trying to kill like this last little bit of time before boarding starts. And I have the automated text set up for this flight that go to my phone. So that say like, hey, boarding's in five minutes, make your way to the gate. And I get a text from American Airlines. There's the name, American freaking Airlines, that says, hey, sorry, your flight's been delayed 30 minutes, right? I'm like, ugh, great, that sucks. I've already been here for a little bit. I was ready to get on the plane. And by this point, you know, we were about to get on the plane in like, what, 15 minutes? And now the 30 minute delay, that makes it 45 minutes. So I guess sit here and entertain myself again. Okay, fine, whatever, not that mad about it. And I'm sitting here and first off guys, as I'm sitting there, I literally watched a uh, dust storm roll up against the windows and it was so bad. It was like shaking airplanes back and forth. And then it started like raining a little bit. Like the weather was just crazy nonsense. But whatever, you know, I didn't I didn't hear anything else. So I was just expecting to get on this, you know, airplane. And again, time time ticks away and we are now about to board this airplane. In, in like 10 more minutes, right? All the delays have gone. We've passed the time. 10 minutes, I'm supposed to get on this plane. So I'm calling people. I'm like, hey, I'm about to get on a plane in like 10 minutes, just letting you know, da, 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 da. If you're gonna come pick me up at the airport or whatever. And as I'm doing this, I get another freaking text message that says, hey, sorry, your flight has been delayed four hours. Four hours. Guys, I've been here since like three. I've been out my gate since like 3.30. And now there's four more hours. Like four hours is a part-time work shift. Like what do you mean four hours, right? So now I'm not supposed to get on a plane, okay? Until like 8.45. And the whole flight from Phoenix to back home is probably like 45 minutes total from touchdown to takeoff with like 30 minutes in the air, right? Like it's not a long flight. So I will have been at this airport for significantly longer longer than I will actually need to be on an airplane. So I'm a little peeved, right? I'm a little bit annoyed. I'm still trying to be positive, whatever. I realize I'm going to be needing to eat dinner at this airport too. And like just going through whatever. I'm like sitting there killing time, trying to paint my nails, FaceTiming people. I literally watched the whole um, Another Cinderella Story movie with Selena Gomez and Drew Seeley on YouTube because they have it for free. Yes, there's ads, but it's free. It's a whole movie for free on YouTube. It was amazing. So I'm sitting there watching this, literally painting my nails, like trying to do anything thing to kill this time, right? And it's just taking away so slowly. Like it was literally so brutal. And at this point I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm just not having a good time. Okay. I think I'd even thrown into like my work group chat that I was like, haha, still at the airport. Yay. And they were like, oh my gosh, like I would have just rented a car and driven there. Like it's, it's about the same amount of time to literally drive there than it would be to stay for your entire delay. Haha, <laughs> whatever, funny. I was so tired. It was getting late. There was no way in heck I was renting a car to do that. Like it was just a whole other hassle. And I just kind of shrugged it off, whatever. And obviously 
at this point in time, I could have been like, man, hey, someone tell me what these delays are for. Someone tell me what's going on. But all of the other flights around me too from the same airline were also getting delayed like by a fat amount of time. So it was like across the board a situation. And they actually did go over like the intercom system and kind of like give a brief explanation. I guess when that dust storm rolled in and when the, like some of the rain started, um, it wasn't safe conditions for a lot of those incoming planes to land. So all of those planes end up getting diverted to the Tucson airport, which basically left American Airlines with no available planes for Phoenix, which, you know, explains the 30 minutes, explains the four hour delay. I get it. Things happen. You can't control the weather. I get that. Not your fault. Cool. Just get my plane here as soon as you can. Thank you. So now I'm checking the time and it's like 7.30, okay? And I'm like, yes, finally, just a little bit more to go, like maybe an hour more to go. Ugh, okay, it's gonna suck, but we can do it. We've done, we've, we've gotten this far, we can keep going, it'll be fine. We'll get on a plane and go home and just go straight to bed, right? I'm so done. And of course, as I'm sitting there thinking that, giving myself this internal pep talk, I get another text message from American Airlines and it says flight has been canceled moment of silence the flight had been canceled it was 7 30 something I had been there since 3 30 in the afternoon and my flight to go home from a work trip has been canceled I was so angry, so mad. I pick up all my stuff. I march straight over to that customer service desk and it's me and a whole bunch of other people who are about to get my flight and we're all just all pissed off, just ranting to each other, and we're going and marching to this customer service desk and somebody stops this group of us. It's probably like five or six of us who are all marching at the same time. And someone says, hey, are you trying to find the line for American Airlines customer service? And they're like shouting from like this other group of people. We're just like, well, yeah, yeah, like whatever. We're pissed off, yeah, whatever, yeah. And like, well, this is the line. And we kind of like peek out of our cloud of rage and take a look into our surroundings. And this quote unquote group of people is a giant, I mean, giant, probably like 20, 30, 35 foot long line of pissed off people whose flights had also been delayed or canceled. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the heck? Oh my God, what's going on? So I walk my butt back to the end of this line, get in line, and I'm right in front of a um, departures board that they have at the airport that show like all the different flights and where they're going and what time they're supposed to take off. And I see that simultaneously, American Airlines canceled six different flights at the same time. Like who? Who did that? Like, how long do you have to wait before you just call and say, yep, nope, none of these planes are coming? Like, why Why don't you do it to like a couple, right? And like stagger it a little bit if you're really not that confident. Like, why are you gonna call off six planes all at the exact same time? Like, do you know how many people get on one plane? Imagine six planes worth of people pissed off at you at the same time. I think that was just the worst planning of any human I've ever freaking seen ever in my life. So we're all sitting here. I'm freaking out. I'm calling my boyfriend. I'm letting him know, hey, there's no way in hell I'm coming home tonight. I'm also texting Kayla, who at this point 
was headed to the airport to get on her flight and she was flying southwest like a good old little bean and she's like man like my flight got delayed and now it's back and now it's a little bit delayed again i don't know what's going on and i'm like well mine just got delayed and canceled so hope you have better luck than me probably not though like i'm being such a pessimist about it and i'm literally calling her i was like i need you to tell me your flight number and what time you leave because i'm gonna try to get on your plane like i'm literally gonna try to get on your plane so i'm sitting here and at this point like i know there's no hope in waiting in this line to have a customer service person help me they are not gonna be able to do anything for me that i can't do for myself from my iphone um so i'm googling all these different flights trying to see and there's no more seats or standby seats on any of the planes leaving Phoenix that night. Like they're all for the next morning, right? So I'm just like, oh my God, I have to spend another night here. I can't get a flight out. And I'm like, oh my God, what the frick? So then I'm like, okay, I need somewhere to sleep tonight because I'm not trying to sleep in the airport. Like I've been here for so freaking long. Like I'm not gonna sleep here. I don't I don't trust that. I'm like a single tiny little female. I'm not sleeping in an airport by myself. So I'm trying to book a hotel room for that night, right? Trying to get, you know, get that squared away. And as I'm you know, in the process of on my phone booking another night at the hotel that I stayed at, I get a text from American Airlines that says, you've been added to uh, a flight for tomorrow at 10 a.m. Great. And it's like, use this button to confirm or we will give your seat away. Oh, crap. Okay. So I'm sitting here clicking the link, trying to register my seat. And imagine, guys, the Wi-Fi and the like cellular connection at airports is already so shitty because you have so many people doing similar things like streaming or FaceTiming or on a call or whatever at the airport at the same fucking time. Okay. Now imagine you send out a link to everybody from a specific flight and ask them to all check in at the same time using the same cellular network or Wi-Fi connection or whatever the fuck their phones are using to do it at the same time. Like the page crashed six different times while I was trying to use it. I was so frustrated. I finally booked a seat, whatever, confirmed that, confirmed my hotel. And I was just, I didn't want to wait in that line. I never ended up talking to an American Airlines customer service person because the line had not moved. It had not moved a single step, okay? It was a stagnant fucking line. So I knew there was nothing that these humans could do for me at that point. So I left, I left the line, I left the airport, I'm calling an Uber. And here's the fun part of the story and the only fun, great, awesome part of the story. If any of you watched The Bachelor and you're watching the uh, current season of The Bachelorette with Gabby and Rachel, you may or may not remember the contestant, I think his name was Jacob. He had like long blonde hair. He dressed up as like Adam from Adam and Eve. He kind of had like Tarzan Fabio vibes from the beginning. I think his entrance, he literally came out on like a white horse and his hair was like blowing in the wind. That guy, right? Well, I'm sitting there, standing there technically because there's nowhere to freaking sit at this airport. Um, I'm standing there waiting for my Uber driver to pull up and pick me up and I'm watching somebody get into a car and I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my God, he had to have been a contestant on The Bachelorette. He has to have been. I can't remember his name, but I was like, I know you. I've seen your face 
and I thought you were stupid. Like I literally have like roasted you on my TV. Like you're here, maybe like 20 feet in front of me getting into a car. I know this has to be him, but maybe I'm just so tired and so delirious. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. So I tried to like take a sneaky pic, you know, of this guy to show someone later. And I only ended up getting his side profile and the back of his head. But then I did Google him later, his little contestant profile. And he actually is local to Scottsdale, Arizona. So he would have flown in to the Phoenix airport. And then I stalked his Instagram and he was just recently on a vacation because he was posting all over freaking Instagram about his vacation. So I genuinely think guys that I saw a eliminated contestant from Gabby and Rachel's season of The Bachelorette. So that's the one positive of the story. The rest of it, complete dog shit. But eventually I did get to the hotel. I did get checked in. I slept, I woke up. I took another Uber back to the airport in the morning and I did end up getting on that flight to go home. So all's well that ends well, I guess. But uh, long story short, moral of the story, maybe consider not using American Airlines. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has had a positive experience, but that was literally my first time ever flying that airline. And it was so bad. It was so bad. Like that was absolutely the worst experience I've ever had at the airport and hopefully will ever have at an airport. It was just absolutely miserable. So I know this has been a long one, especially for a mini pod. So I'm going to run through my list of things that I noticed across um, the couple different airports I've been in over the last little bit pretty fast. I'm going to run through it and, and talk through some of my initial thoughts on this and you can agree or disagree. Don't really care, but I just want to talk about them because I don't think enough people do. And really guys, with this list, all that I'm trying to show you is that humans are freaking weird, okay? We literally make our own rules for social situations depending on like where we are, when it is, how many people we're around, and then we just expect everybody and their mother around us to follow them. Like we're literally sheep. Like if you lined like six different people up in a room and then put two more people in the room, they would probably just get in line by habit. Like I don't understand why we do that. I have a friend who likes to say that people are sheep, but he doesn't say that all at once. And so he just calls everybody sheeple. Yeah, that's right. Sheeple, sheep, people combined, sheeple. And that's a personal favorite of mine. So I wanted to give you that little bit of a, of a tidbit, but all that aside, moving on, here is my freaking list. Okay. First on the list, public napping who like I get it you're tired at the airport I was freaking tired too but some of these people nap like they are just at home in their bed like taking up four seats completely spread out like using anything and everything as literally a pillow like their old McDonald's trash bag is a pillow sleeping there they have their hood pulled all the way over their face and the only thing you can see in their face is like their open mouth right from the hood hole and, and it's just like such a weird thing and then they snore in public and if they're by themselves like they just I don't get it like am I supposed to wake you up like what if we're boarding and you're still sitting here like I don't want to touch you and tap you and like I'm not your alarm clock like I don't know I don't know how people do it I don't think I could ever be comfortable enough to fall asleep at an airport especially if I was by myself second thing on my list is the haphazard loitering that happens 
because you need an outlet so bad. And I'm talking about the people who are literally parked in the middle of walkways using the outlets that are supposed to be for like vending machines or like any of the other concessions things that you see on the, you know, the halls of airports. Like people just like, and granted, I'm definitely been one of these people too. Like if I need an outlet, I will park myself literally wherever. I don't care how many people walk around me, step over me, just don't step on me, figure it out, right? Like I've definitely been this person, but you would never do that. And I would never do that at like a mall or at like Target. Like why do we just think because it's the airport, it's okay. I don't know. I think it's so strange. I'm still gonna do it, but I I think it's weird that we all just accept that it's fine. Um, The third thing is how many people still end up carrying loose change in their pockets? Like you go through security and there's always that one person that sets it off like four different times because they have a quarter. Oops, and then I have two more pennies. And then, oops, I have a dime in, in this back pocket. Like, why do you still have coin money? There's a coin shortage. Like, can you put some of that back into circulation, please? Like, why is it all sitting in your pockets? People like you are the problem. Don't understand it. I've never done it. Why do we have coins? I don't get it. Fourth thing, the amount of baggage a person has. And I'm talking about like you have your carry-on, you have four checked bags, you have your purse, you have a grocery bag for food, you have four drinks in your hand. I generally think the amount of luggage and baggage people bring with them to airports is probably some kind of indicator of the amount of emotional baggage they carry inside of them. Like, are you really that stressed out that you have to have four different bags so you can prepare for every single scenario possible on your three-day vacation? Like, it seems to be a little much. It might be a little bit of an overkill. Maybe consider that. Do some do some soul searching about that. I don't think you need to bring all of your household with you, Deborah. Like, maybe leave some at home. All right, I think this is a sixth thing. I don't even remember what part of the list we're on. This list is not numbered, unfortunately. But the next thing, drugging your kids. And I don't mean like in a bad, illegal way, okay? Don't do not do that. Don't do that to your children. I also, I don't have children. So I, I say this with a lot of, of grace because I don't know how hard it is to deal with toddlers and little kids in the airport setting where I'm sure they're so overstimulated. But I just think it's so funny how many parents you see giving their kids kids melatonin like it is more convenient for for you and you know probably other people around you to have your child be asleep but I also think people just need to be more understanding that you know kids are gonna cry like airplanes are kind of freaking scary and like even as adults we get scared you know their ears hurt and like it's just a whole whole mess for them so like try to be a little bit more understanding if the kid is crying like bring headphones, bring earplugs, like deal with it in your own way. It's not on them to make you comfortable. Like you've also put yourself in the setting where you are aware that you could have a crying kid on your plane. Like don't be a dick to that parent who's already having a hard time, you know? And the last thing on my list, and I think the one thing that everybody can agree on, is at airports especially, you notice how many people have staring problems. Like, I I love a good people watching session as much as the next gal, okay, as much as the next guy. But do not just sit there openly, no sunglasses, no nothing. You're not even reading a book or looking on your phone. Like there's nothing to cover up the fact that you are just staring at somebody and just watching them like a zoo animal. Like don't do that guys. And the worst part I think for this is when you're trying to board the plane and you're walking down that really crowded aisle and you're like trying to find like the aisle indicators for like, oh, I'm, I'm an aisle or row like 26. I'm seat B. Is that over here, over here? And like, I get that. Like you gotta look around and figure out where you're going to go be prepared 
absolutely. But when you're just kind of like stopped in that line, like waiting for people to put their carry-ons in like the overhead compartments, like don't just stop there and like stare at the people. Like you always like stare. And if they see you staring, you do like the awkward smile and nod and then like try to look away and never look back at them. Just don't like stare at people. Like, is it really that hard? I always just try to tell myself, look at your feet, look at the bag you're carrying, look at what's, you know, the look in front of you, try to see where you're going. Like look at the where the exit doors are. Like do something, but don't just like start staring at other human beings because they will catch you. And even if they don't look back at you and look at you like, dude, what the fuck are you staring at me? You know they feel it. You know when someone's staring at you. So they absolutely know that you're staring at them. Just don't do it. Mind your eyes. Like, or or dude, just wear sunglasses. Like something. Try to make it less freaking weird. I don't know. And obviously people have staring problems all day, every day, no matter where you are. But I just definitely think you see it a lot more at airports because of all the weird situations that humans are put into. So... Anyway, y'all, this has been a long one. It's been very therapeutic for me. Just kind of get all of this out of my system. Hopefully you found some of my demise a little bit entertaining. Hopefully we agree on some of the weird shit humans do at airports. But hopefully this was a good one for you. It was a good one for me. And, you know, as as normal, these mini pods come out bi-weekly on the alternate weeks that we don't post a full episode. Um, so stay tuned. The next full episode, in, in my personal opinion, is going to be a great one. Super entertaining. It's one of my favorite ones that we've done in a very long time. So stay tuned. That's coming out next week. But in the meantime, if I don't hear from you, if we don't see anything from us on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, yeah. Kayla made us a TikTok. We're on there now. I have mixed feelings, but it's fine. It, it happened. It's already done. Keep checking those to get updates on what we're doing, what kind of content we're putting out next. But until then, until we talk next, thank you all for listening. And we're going to use the good old standard outro because we are not making a new one for mini pods because these are hard to come up with. So good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever the heck in the world you are. I hope you're having a great one and I will see you in the next one. Bye, y'all.